Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome back to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and today we have featured guest Kathy Young, who is a website copywriter and brand messaging strategist. She helps thoughtful creatives discover what makes them special and uses the power of brand messaging and their story to connect with their audience. Kathy believes growth in business is cultivated through connection, and you can do so through a powerful message that resonates beyond any digital screen. Welcome, Kathy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. Yes. Thank you so much for joining. I'm excited for this conversation. But yeah. first, um, tell how did you get started with this as your forte? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, when I started freelancing, I was in the social media space um, as a social media manager. So I was doing that for a little bit with the intention of wanting to share people's stories online. And I found that through social media, it was just kind of hard to, I think a lot of people have a really great gift for social media. I just realized that it wasn't for me. I've always had a writing background. And so I knew that I wanted to share people's stories in some type of way. And I just kind of discovered copywriting a little bit more. I was doing it here and there as a novice in addition to social media. But then at a certain point in the year, I decided that I just wanted to make the pivot to go fully into copywriting. And I was really excited. And what surprised me, though, was that I realized that even though I was really excited, there was also a ton of other copywriters who were just like me who did the same things. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I, I started to think about, you know, what is it that makes people like want to invest in somebody and what is it that makes people seem so different? And I discovered that it was like brand messaging and how you communicate and how you show up in the online space, the language and the messaging that you use. And so it got me really interested in that. And then I just kind of combined, you know, brand messaging and web copy, which is what I specialize in now, um, as a way to help people stand out. So that's how I kind of got into it. Awesome. I think that's crazy. It's, it's similar, right? Your social media, you have messaging for social media and copy for social media, but you also have the website. Websites and I are not friends. Uh, I'm not (laughs) a website builder. I am not a fan. Uh, That is something that I admire and a skill for someone else to have. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Websites can be tough. I I totally get it. I'm actually going through my own website overhaul now. um, And so that'll be coming up in November. It really is an endeavor. um, So I totally understand where you're coming from. (laughs) I just want to be like, click, 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 done. And it's never, it's not, it's never, no, no. Okay. So when you think of, or when you're saying, when you're saying powerful brand messaging and copywriting go hand in hand, can you kind of dive in and explain that a little bit better? Yeah. So the way I like to explain it to people is that copywriting is the, what you say and brand messaging is the, how you say it. So copywriting is really informed by the market research that you do with your clients, with other people figuring out like the key messaging or 
if you want to think about it as like key concepts or ideas that people need to know in order to better understand your services, whether they're uh, you're a good fit for them. So kind of those like basic boiled down ideas. And then your brand messaging is how you say it. So the personality, the different um, maybe if you have pop culture references or if you use um, if you use certain types of stories to explain things. So um, it kind of just adds a little bit of oomph to mm-hmm. the message that you say. So it's not just um, stating, you know, statements that are true. It's, you know, adding a little bit more of a connection piece to it. I love that. The what you say and how you say so yeah. then when, so when, so I, I think the, um, I feel like what I keep seeing a lot of lately, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's the algorithm and what it's showing me, but I keep hearing authentic. I keep mm-hmm. seeing that word and keep hearing like, especially social media, like just be you, just be authentic, be yourself. And it's like, let, let me ask you. When you're mm-hmm. talking specifically about branding and copying, like what is your definition of authentic? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think you're right. It really is a buzz term. And it's funny because authenticity is like something that's really important to me. But I also realize that it's just a word that's thrown around a lot. I, I think authenticity is when you are using language and also showing up in the online space and the way that you kind of carry yourself in business in general, um, doing so in a way that feels like you aren't really forcing yourself. It just feels kind of true to how you would normally do things and you're not compromising your values or the way you want to be presented um, in order to like try to appease a certain type of audience or try to get you know a certain type of um, like benefit from it. It's just staying, I know it sounds so like cheesy, but trying to stay in tune with like how you in your most true self would like want to carry yourself in business and the way you communicate, the way you market yourself, kind of all of those things without feeling forced or trying to be something that you're not. I love that. I feel like there's, (laughs) yeah, like there's, there's this like fine line, right? Like there is this part of me that like, I'm true to myself. I am me. I can go on camera with no makeup. I can, but I can also totally glam out with like hot pink eyeshadow and have a whole bunch of fun with it. Uh, and I feel like sometimes, at least for me, maybe, maybe I just have to speak for myself, but I feel like I get like kind of wrapped up in this. Well, am I being authentic? If I, if I, if I show up and I'm always hair done, makeup on then am I being really authentic or, it, you know, and I feel like that's so superficial, but, you know, um, same thing like with swearing or anything like that, like, yeah, I'll throw some swear words around, but, you know, never on my podcast and never in business. That's never been professional to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's some people that will be like, Hey, you have to be yourself. Like I am myself. I don't know. <laughs> right. I think something that's helpful too is, um, and I was having a conversation with someone the other day around this idea of like, Um, especially on Instagram, it seems that we have to like share our personal lives a lot in order to have that connection piece with people. And someone was telling me that they just don't feel like comfortable with that. And they're, they're really not sure how to navigate that. And so I just kind of responded with this idea of, you know, you just need to have your 
your own hills that you're going to die on and what you like, what you don't want to do and knowing what is crossing the line for you. And sometimes identifying like what isn't authentic to you. Like I won't curse online or I won't, you know, do X, Y, Z. I think that sometimes helps narrow down what authenticity is for you versus trying to figure out like, am I being authentic? I really don't know. You know, um, it's easier to point That's out. That's what Instagram what will do for you though. Instagram, yeah. Well, well, are they talking to me? Am I, what, what am I, what? Yeah. <laughs> So, so I, sometimes it can be really toxic, right? Like if you're scrolling and scrolling and I'm like, sometimes I just want to scroll to get the right music or sound or whatever for a reel. And then I get in this loop and I'm like, man, now I'm just knocking myself for no reason. Mm-hmm. Oh my word. So who's ever doing that? Stop. Here's your word. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So when you, when you're working with your clients, cause you, you own rekindle communication, you have your marketing agency, you do the website design stuff, all the copy for that. Um, when you're working with your clients, what would you say, um, is like the common struggle for them? <laughs> like, what's the most common thing that you feel like most people struggle with? Mm. I think the most common struggle that I normally see is that people are unsure if their messaging is coming across too stale or personal, or if they're even communicating what they want to communicate. A lot of times they um, have this idea of wanting to come across in a certain type of way or be a certain type of brand. And they're just really not sure if they're doing that. And two, the, if they're attracting the right type of people. So I think it just comes down to clarity. A lot of times being clear on what they really want to be known for. Um, because a lot of times we get into business and we're, we're doing the thing and things are growing. And sometimes you just, you forget to sit back and say, okay, what, what do I actually want to be known for? Who do I actually want to attract? Um, and it goes a little bit more deeper than like demographics and whatever service you provide. It's a little bit more nuanced than that, but yeah, I guess I would say clarity around, um, around that. That's a good, that's good that that's normal. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Even people who are a little bit further down that I usually work with who are branching into different passive income streams and like different memberships or whatever it is, there's always still trying to tie back to, okay, but what do I really want to be known for? And what is this all like representing? What is my like main mission that I'm like driving towards? So mm-hmm. it's definitely, you know, new, new, uh, level, new devil. I think the, the Ooh. saying is right. So <laughs> oh, new level, new devil. Yeah. <laughs> new what's what rhymes with blessing, new, something, new blessing. <laughs> There we go. Something like do something. That. Whatever. Well, do something new I'm going to figure that out. Yeah, please <laughs> do. I like that. New new level, new blessing, but it does not rhyme. Okay. If, you, if you're working with somebody and they're like, hey, I have this idea. This is where like I'm in the beginning stages of building my business. Uh, where do you think, like what's the most important thing to start with? Mm. Um, first of all, contrary to belief, a lot of times I will try to not work with, at least in a big project, I'll try not to work with someone who's just established. I know that's kind of like indirectly answering your question, no. but um, I would definitely say to 
not what not to do is to try to invest in really big figure um, investments for like things around like working with a copywriter or working with a designer for your website, because a lot of times in those beginning stages, you're not necessarily going to be the same business that you are today that you will be in a year from now. So mm. I would probably say to refrain from that as much as possible and kind of, you know, grassroots style, figure out what you like and what you don't like. Um, and I think really leveraging community and connections in the beginning is really powerful. Um, just so you can have a feel of, you know, what do I want to be known for? What are some people doing out there that I really enjoy and resonate with? What do I not resonate with? Because I think it takes some time to just let that marinate a little bit. And sometimes people have the blessing of like knowing, you know, like this is what I want to do and I'm going for it. Um, that just wasn't my experience. So it takes a little bit of trial mm -hmm. and error <laughs> in the beginning. So just kind of being like open to that and open to you know, what you want to be known for. I, love, I think that um, you, you hit it, leveraging communities and connections. That's saying, that's the saying that, you know, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, like, mm -hmm. what can you barter? What can you trade? Like, Hey, I can help you with this. If you can help me with that, or, you know, like you might not know copy, but you do. So, you know, copy and I know this or whatever, like that is, that is a great way to go about it. If you're just starting. And I did that a lot. Um, yeah. And I still do that once in a while too. If I'm like, Hey, I can help you with this. If you can help me with this, cause I don't know what I'm doing here. Like you, mm -hmm. There's no way that you're going to know all be all in the area of entrepreneurship. You just, you have to know what's in your wheelhouse and what's not. Uh, all right. What do you think is the best kept secret when it comes to copywriting? Oh, that's a good question. Are you willing to let the secret out though? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm more than happy. Um, a lot of times when it comes to, I'll, I'll share two secrets there because they're kind of related, but a lot of times when it comes to copy, when I am working with a client, I will record calls and I'll also record calls when I do client interviews um, to get that market research piece to see what their clients are saying. And most of the time, the best copy comes from those conversations and it's simply like copy and pasting um, into whatever it is. Obviously not verbatim, you can't copy and paste the entire conversation, no. but there's this um, saying called like sticky messaging, which basically just means like a, a really impactful like word or phrase or something that someone said that just kind of like sticks out or just sounds like different than what you would normally hear. And so a lot of times it's just using, finding those, you know, sticky messages and seeing how it can kind of be assembled into like the messaging, whether it's a web copy or whatever other project that you're working on. So I would definitely say that's a big, I mean, it's not like a huge secret, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good yeah. <laughs> you said you had two, was that both of them in one or did I miss it? Yeah, it was basically both of them in one. Okay. So it'll be because I wrote one record the conversations and then I wrote sticky messaging. Was that number two? And I just missed. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I probably should have better preface that. But yeah, that's definitely. Okay. I'll, so I'll, I got it. I got yeah. it. Well, I told you, yeah. told you I am a note taker and anybody that listens to my show, they know because I think I mentioned it in everyone, but I am like so hardcore at my notes. I have it's, it's kind of pathetic how many journals I have, but I love note take. I, I retain uh, better too. when I write. So. Me too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's two secrets. When you, you said earlier, 
I can tell you what not to do. Mm-hmm. So when you're working on a website and you're saying, okay, and you see a website, you're like, oh, what would you say is something not to do in that area? Oh, when it, so when it comes to website copy, what not to do, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely say one, try to refrain from really common cliches or things that you hear a lot of people saying in your industry. So for example, um, I worked with a system strategist just recently, and there's this huge saying that's thrown a lot around, which is, you know, what is the saying? It's getting you back into your zone of genius. And when you think about it, it's like, that's used a lot. And I almost said it earlier and I was like, you got to know what's in your wheelhouse. I almost said zone of genius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is so coming. Yeah, it's very common, unfortunately. And so being aware of in your industry, if there's certain like cliches or like common phrases like that and thinking of ways that you can spend them. So to say what not to do is trying to stay away from those as much as possible and trying to think of the saying the same thing if you want to, but just spinning it in a different way. And that's where the brand messaging piece comes where you can kind of be playful and see if there's a way that you can say it in a way that is reflective of your brand. Um, some other things I would definitely say is if there's too much focus on the word we or I, instead of using you, because a lot of times it's, it's easy to talk about ourselves when we're, you know, writing our own website. However, that will immediately turn people off because you will seem very egotistical because you're talking about yourself. Um, because I'm really good about that. Well, of course, you're going to use the word I and we and, you know, things like that, but always trying to gear it towards having a conversation with the person who's reading it versus like from your perspective, trying to see Mm -hmm. it from theirs. Mm -hmm. So I think I struggle with that with social media though, too, because it's like sometimes, I mean, there's, there's some posts that do really well. And sometimes there's like no, um, you know, comments or there's no conversation to continue. So it's like, how do I keep that conversation going without looking desperate for it? Um, but at the same time, like, I'm just letting you know, like, this is how it worked for me. This is what happened for me. So I have to do it from that point of view. Right. No, I don't, no, don't want to come it, off that way either. Right. I think, I think the key is because a lot of personal brands, of course, will be talking from personal experience. And especially a lot of coaches or a lot of people who are, you know, teaching and education, it's a lot of times trying to teach from their past experience. So of course, you're going to be talking about your personal experiences and things like that. But I guess the key is just being really mindful about how, how do we shift the conversation back to you? Even if I'm sharing from my personal experience, Mm -hmm. how can I end in a way that like is resonating with you or to make sure I know it's about you and not about me. <laughs> so, we're, cause we're talking about the, you know, obviously there's the big brands like Nike or, you know, whatever we know their brand messaging, we know their brand, we know what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're talking about social media specifically and talking about the personal brand, yeah, what would be your advice for someone that's building their personal brand? Mm-hmm. Uh, And so you have that, like that balance of this is me, this is 
the personal part, but this is the brand. And yet they're both like, how do you connect those without, like you said earlier, putting too much of the personal in there? Mm. Yeah, I think it depends on whether you are a service provider, if you're a course creator, if you're a coach, it's going to look like a little bit different here and there, depending on the type of content that you are going to share. I think for, for example, for service providers, a lot of times there will be like a personal component, which is just like one content pillar. And this is kind of similar to like other course creator, coach, et cetera. Um, there's like this, you know, personal piece, but that's only one content pillar. There's also, you know, you want to make sure that you're educating people that you're so that they know that you're knowledgeable of the subject that you're teaching on. There's also this content pillar of um, what's the word making people problem aware. So helping people become aware of like, why do they even need whatever that you provide, whether that's a service, mm. whether it's education, um, whether that is a course um, and it's not necessarily directly saying, here's why you need me. But an example could be like, these are some mistakes that you might be making on your website copy that you might not know. So just making people aware of like what's mm. going on. So mm. I think when it comes to that balance is being able to know that the personal piece is of course, like, you know, when you're sharing really personal things, I would consider that like a personal content pillar, but there's also this pillar of like education of like making people problem aware. And then of course, just like wanting to entertain people just for the sake of entertaining and like whatever that is. Um, so it's just a piece of it, I would say, but there's still of course going to be like a personal aspect in each of those content pillars because it's you at the end of the day, like you're the personal brand. So um, I think it just goes to show being, having a balance of like what types of content you're sharing. If it's all about you and your experiences and your things and, and, all, and all like that, um, it could seem a little bit lopsided, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think you explained it really well. There's, what is, what is that? The edutain that's yeah. educate. It's another one that's floating around lately. Yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. to edutain, like, oh my word. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll try my best. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I, I feel like when it comes to social media specifically, even being aware of like how you want to show up on social media is kind of cognizant of how you want to represent your brand. So like for me, I, I kind of have certain like rules for myself when it comes to reels even like, so I set the standard of like, okay, I'm not going to go out of my way to like, if I have to stand and dance for a reel, I'm not going to do that because I just don't want to go that far to educate someone, but I could still sit at my desk and make like a quirky little reel and then still have it be engaging, which has been the case. So I think that's, what's interesting about branding too, is that you can make those decisions as to how you even show up on social media, what are you going to put priorities in with like the certain features or, um, and you know, stuff like that. So, mm. mm -hmm. yeah, no, I have, I don't think I'm going to get up and dance either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. I mean, I do love to dance, but I, no, same. I don't like that'd be the one that actually goes viral and it's like super embarrassing. Yeah. That'd be the one, uh, that's not happening. Not going to happen. Right. All right. So last question here. Well, no, I have two questions. Okay. So, um, 
what are the favorite apps or tools that you use day in and day out? Ooh, that's a great question because I have several. Um, I'm let's sure see. you do. <laughs> yeah. So one, speaking of talking about recording conversations, one tool that I use is called otter.io, I believe. Yeah. And so I know that one. Yep. So I will basically have Zoom calls with people. And then right after that call, that Zoom recording is going straight to Otter. So it's being transcribed. That way I can go back to it. Um, that is my ride or die for sure as a copywriter. Um, let's see some other tools. I love Dubsado for my CRM. It's really helpful to just keep everything nice and neat and organized. And let's see, what other tools do I use? I don't think I've played around with Dubsado. I've heard about it. It's um, definitely a beast. I had to take a program in order to understand it. <laughs> um, compare what's a what's a like competitor of Dubsado? Uh, HoneyBook, probably. Okay, I have HoneyBook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very easy so far. There's a mm-hmm. few things that I'm like, huh, but thankfully for YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would definitely say oh. Dubsado is like more robust, which is a good thing, but it's also like lots of learning curves on top of that. So I don't have, I don't have that kind of, nope, not, not yet. Nope. No, thanks. <laughs> <Good time. laughs> totally get that. There's certain things that the tech, I can just go, nope. Okay. So mm. obviously Ooh. Otter, I love Otter. I'm with you on that. Dubsado, yeah. I'll, I'll fight you. I love HoneyBook. What's another one? Um, toggle for sure. I've been really adamant with the coach I've been working on or working with to time literally every waking second that I'm at my desk so I can know where my time is actually going. And, um, I think if you download it on your desktop, it will literally like pop up and bug you and saying, are you recording? Are you recording? Are you recording? Cause if not, then you get, you know, lost track for the day. So, um, especially when I'm writing all day, it's easy to like want to elongate that process. So it helps me stay really tight about how long I spend certain times doing things. I've never heard of that one. I think I need that one, like in real life, not just on the computer. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. And it's really helpful. Are you it- sure you're still doing the dishes <laughs> <laughs> or are you doing something else? Yeah. Because then you'll get kind of like, you have to plug in your time for what you're doing. So if I have to plug in time for wasting, you know, scrolling on social media, I'm less likely to do it because I have to plug it in and, you know, the type of shame, so to speak. <laughs> oh, so you like put in your calendar into it. Well, it's kind of like a pop-up. So every single time you're doing something, you have to manually track uh, what that task is oh. and, and give it a subtask. So it's kind of manual. Um, but then at the end of the week, you get a huge list or not a list, but a grid of how you spent your time and where. I'm not, I'm not sure I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's beautiful, but it's also really scary. This same. is how many hours I spent scrolling. I would probably throw my phone away. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's, it's um, definitely, it's scary. easy to do when the time goes so fast and you're like, Oh my word, I've been scrolling for way too long. And I know I'm not alone on that one. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to check out toggle. Obviously uh, for me, I'm a Canva fanatic. Ooh, yeah. Canva's good. Yeah. Very, very good. How about for website building? Mm. I would say if you're just getting started with a website and you, it's kind of like a placeholder for the next few years as you're in the beginning of your business, 
I would say Squarespace is really friendly. It's cost effective. It's really easy to put together. However, if you do see yourself wanting to really up your digital marketing footprint, having that WordPress backend is really powerful. However, um, ShowIt, is, which is a really design, good design platform, it has the WordPress backend so that you can have like the power of WordPress, but you can still like plug in a drag and drop when it comes to like design for mm. your show website. So that's actually what I'm transferring to for my, for my website when I relaunch it in the fall. Hmm. I've never heard of show it. I'm glad you said that. I I'm currently a Wix user because mm, mm-hmm. it was like easy and they have a whole like SEO guide and all that. So it was like, this is something like it's out of my zone of genius. Um, <laughs> however, it was easy enough to be like, okay, I can handle it. I can. Yeah. It. Yeah. Wix is pretty good too. I've just had personal struggles with it in the past when I was back in my college days. So I, I vowed never to touch it again, <laughs> but it works for some people. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally, I totally get it. I think that's that. I think that's why I like to ask that. And I don't ask that to everybody, but sometimes I'm like, I just want to know, like, okay, if you're doing copy, like what are some of the, like you have to have, it's funny that you said Otter. I use Otter to transcribe my episodes. So I'm, and for my clients too, I use Otter. Otter's pretty fancy. It's, it works really well. It's very accurate. I like that. Very, very accurate. Like scary yeah. accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now the, here's my last question for you. Um, what are you currently um, working on? Are you offering anything? How can everybody find you? That was like three questions in one. Yeah. I was trying to follow that. Um, <laughs> first question. What am I currently working on? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Currently working on, I'm actually going to be launching a new offer in the fall. So it's kind of like a, you may or may not have heard of like VIP days or like VIP uh, services. So I'm making it a VIP week just because I feel like I need time to marinate to make it really good quality. Um, That's just me, but that's going to be launching in the fall along with my new website um, and you can get like a slew of things done in a week from like web copy to a brand messaging guide to content for marketing, like your blog or newsletters, social stuff like that. So that'll be launching in the fall, but, um, exciting. yeah, so it's just a nice way to get people to have, um, some projects done still in a quick manner, just cause usually my regular web copy and brand messaging projects are around like the four week to six week range if they're starting from scratch. So just a nice option to get some uh, projects done quickly. So that'll be launching in the fall. That's something I'm working on. Um, I also do have a a five ways to instantly improve your web copy in an afternoon, a little freebie guide that um, I could give your audience if that's helpful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just super, I know we were just talking about websites can seem so overwhelming and Usually they are like this long and drawn out process sometimes, but sometimes just going in and making those small adjustments can make you feel a little bit better about what you've got on your page. So um, got that, uh, just finished that up a few weeks ago. And what was the other question? <laughs> I Where, remember. Can you? Where can we find me? Yes. Um, yeah, so I am mostly on Instagram, which is at rekindle underscore communications. And you can also find me on uh, my website, of course, which is rekindlecommunications.com. 
Awesome. Kathy, I'm so thankful for your time and your conversation and your secret sharing all the things. Yeah. Thank you so much again. This was really, really fun. I hope that the secrets were helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course. And for your website, your Instagram, the, all the things they'll be in the description. Thank you so much for listening in to The Amy Williams Show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at The Amy Williams Show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week.